<laughs> Who the hell said that? Not me. Somebody better get your kid. Get your kid. <laughs> What's up, Internet? You're listening to the first official episode of Series 6 Long Shot, where we talk movies, TV, conventions, along with the occasional stuff involving Adventures of the Galaxy Rangers! We are your hosts. I'm RD. And I'm Jay. Let's break some of cue ball stuff. Awesome. And that will happen. <laughs> Welcome, listener, to the debut episode of Long Shot. Today, we're talking about a weird moment I had while watching Avengers Endgame. We'll talk about the Game of Thrones finale and my fanfic version of it. And if we have some time, we'll talk Cobra Kai. Sound good, Jay? Sounds good to me, man. All right. Jay, did you see Avengers Endgame? I did. All three hours of it. I'm not sure how comfortable I am talking with spoilers. Like, should we talk about it with spoilers or not? What? What do you mean spoilers? Everybody's seen this by now, man. Okay. I mean, that's the assumption, sure. Okay. If you haven't seen it, (laughs) spoiler alert right now hopefully you've seen it or stop listening and come listen to it after you went to go see it easy okay now i'm not going to give away the entire plot i didn't come prepared to talk about the entire movie it's three hours long a whole lot of stuff goes on in it but there was like one particular one moment Mm. in the movie that uh that struck me as weird that kid that you didn't know who he was no i found out who he was afterwards yeah me too i was like the kid from Iron Man 3. Yeah, yeah. I realized that. It was like, wait, okay. What I'm talking about is uh, a silence fell over the entire theater when Tony Stark died. Spoiler, 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 spoiler. <laughs> well, I mean, you already gave the spoiler alert in the beginning. So, like, what am I going to do? Bleep it out now? I, no, no. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just, just start bleeping stuff anyway. But everything got real quiet. You could hear a pin drop. Oh, did it? Yeah, like even in the movie, there was like no, there was very little sound. It became very sparse. Okay, for noise, and everybody was crying. Really? Yeah, nobody wanted to make crying noises. Nobody wanted to sniffle <laughs> or sound like they were wiping their tears. Oh, like nobody man. moved. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm I'm having a funny moment. I'm just picturing people like. <laughs> I'm telling you. So there I am, unwilling to move my hands. My face is like glistening with tears. <laughs> Me and the entire theater full of people are like we're in a weird standoff. Oh my gosh. It was a unique experience. Like I never went through anything like that where where you're sharing a moment with strangers but everybody's too proud to acknowledge it. <laughs> this is like that moment in um Cloudy with a chance of meatballs where the Mr. T character tells his tear to get back in his eye duct. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear go back that's too funny <laughs> it's funny man. yeah a friend of ours told me that um he had the same experience in the theater oh. where everybody went quiet and mm. there was no breathing sounds no napkins crinkling wow but then he said there was like a few scattered sniffles yeah and then it grew into a chorus of crying little bitches oh get out <laughs> nice <laughs> no I'm, I'm just kidding nice it just goes to show how powerful that movie, let alone that moment, is. I think actually when Spider-Man died, it was it was sadder than when Tony Stark died. It wasn't that sad for me when Spider-Man died, because he went out scared. <laughs> That's right. So it was like, oh, Mr. Stark. Oh, Mr. Stark. <laughs> I'm cold. I was like, what? Wait. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, it was it, look, it was a realistic reaction to like, you know you're about to die. Mm-hmm. But it was, still, I was like, shut up. 
<laughs> yeah, see, you're just a light. Spider-Man, us light voice guys need to stick together. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I feel like Endgame was the perfect closer for a decade of dozens of hours worth of mostly awesome cinema. Oh, yeah, man. It, it was... I loved it. Beautiful, man. You know what's interested, man? And I'm, I'm going to call one of my buddies out at work, and I hope he's not listening to this, because he was like, so where was Aquaman? I was like, <laughs> okay, man, different universe, not the same. He's like, Wonder Woman? I was like, no, 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 DC Marvel. I have a feeling he was like in person trolling you. No, 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 he wasn't. He He just doesn't know, for real. He's... Bought into the all how the public loves these movies, but he knows nothing about the universes at all. He just knows good action movie, superheroes. He has no idea if they're from different universes or how the connection works. Okay, crazy smart guy. Just that's not his life. Yeah, no, it's uh, that's too much to expect. Yeah, you know, we're so deep in that world that we kind of assume that everybody. Of course, you you should know this, but yeah, you not know. everybody does. Like you can't have that conversation. Why? Like I can conversate with you about all the technology stuff, but I can't talk comic books with you. Something wrong with that. Yeah, not that this is going to make it into the podcast, but uh, it's it's the same with politics. Like if yeah. if you're a politics junkie and you pay attention to all this stuff, hearing somebody go, "I didn't know that Trump was evil," <laughs> I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> <laughs> it dri- that drives me nuts. Control the pimp hand. Oh man. Oh. I know, man. What do you mean he's racist? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, <are> you- <laughs> What's wrong with you? Oh my goodness, man. You have stories, man. They don't some people just can't identify. Back to in game. Yeah. It was fun. To- you know what? I appreciated a lot of the stuff. I mean, Thor had me laughing the entire movie long, man. I can't. That was uh, that was amazing. That and was, it, it, and it was like hilarious. I guess you could call it brave mm-hmm. that they kept them fat for the whole thing. It I was know, like, man. Wait, they, when he got it up, like they they leaned into that joke and <laughs> just like, no, he's staying this way. <laughs> this is him now. <laughs> when he powered up, though, you didn't, you couldn't tell that he was fat as much. He had on the same outfit. It was just like Rounder. shaped different. I know, but his beard got all braided up. His hair and all that got nice again. I was like, all right. It's not yeah. bad. I was like, okay, not bad, not bad. That dude is funny, man. He was clowning. He's a funny dude, man. He is, dude. Hemsworth is a, he's a hilarious guy. Um, did you ever see him in National Lampoon's Vacation, like the new the new version of it? No, I didn't. Oh. I got it? Jay? Yes? Yeah, you got to see that movie. Okay, I will, man. I will. Is he yeah, yeah. part of the family or one of the... All right, so it is Rusty, basically the next generation of Family Vacation. So it's the son of Chevy Chase's yeah. family. It's Chevy Chase's son yep. with his wife, uh, Christina Applegate, yep. and their two sons. Okay. And they're doing the road trip thing. And who is he? Who's Hemsworth? Hemsworth. I'm sorry. Hemsworth is the brother-in-law. Okay, nice. So... Her sister is uh, married to Chris Hemsworth. Okay, nice. And Chris Hemsworth, he's like this Texan. What? <laughs> this Texan rich dude. <laughs> he's got uh, money in oil. He's a cowboy. Yep. Oh, and man. He's like clean shaven. He's got this feathery Farrah Fawcett hair. Nice. And he's ripped to shreds like diesel. Okay. And he's also hung like a mule. Okay. And he likes to show it off. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> he wears tight pants so, all the time. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And at one point, he comes in wearing nothing but boxer briefs. 
It's fucking hilarious. It looks like he's got a Pringles can in his pants. <laughs> this dude. Oh, man. So I totally can't watch this with the kids. Oh, man. That's funny. That's funny. Oh, that's great, man. If that doesn't sell you on Hemsworth being like a comic genius, that nothing will. Oh. You know, his brother also went up for Thor. Did he? Yeah. I think it's his younger brother. The one that's uh, married to uh, Miley Cyrus. Right. I didn't know they were married. Really? Married or engaged or mm-hmm. something. I don't know. Boinking? One of those. Somebody. Something. In. So, yeah, they just get to hang out and be brothers on different sets from... Mm. Must be nice. Like, have a whole family of uh, of actors. Yeah. Uh, before we start talking Thrones, I want to thank Dan Fiorella and Jeremy from the Transmissions Podcast. I mean, they, they gave us feedback right away off of um, Series 6 Long Shot Episode 0, and uh, they gave us some pretty good advice. So, thank you, gentlemen. Yes, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. I especially appreciate Dan's comment. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. That made me feel much better. And uh, Jeremy said that it was a fun listen. Coming from Jeremy, his words have a lot of weight in the podcast world. Cool. I'm, I, you know, I, I like that we're liked. But that means he listens to our podcast? Well, he listened to that one. I was thinking, you know, maybe they secretly listen to our other podcasts. Maybe. Uh, you know what? I did look at our activity on the series6podcast.com page, and mm-hmm. somebody went binging. Really? So, whoever you are, make yourself known. Yeah, man. Let us know. Leave us a little feedback. Say hi to us. We'll definitely mention you on the podcast. Yep. He said feedback. Positive feedback. Any feedback is fine. I prefer positive, though, because I'm sensitive. <laughs> High voice assassin. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to put that on my gi, man. I think you're going to realize who the sensitive one among us is once you hear that story about Endgame. (laughs) Truly. That's that's exactly what I'm talking about. Just where you see the movie, too. I could barely see it through the tears. (laughs) I couldn't hear it because I was sniveling too hard. I love Endgame. This is stupid stuff. Oh, man, I wish I was there. I would have been that guy looking around like I had something wrong with me. I'd, like, sit up all of a sudden. You guys are gay. (laughs) (laughs) You're a bunch of of pansies. (laughs) (laughs) Who the hell said that? Not me. Somebody better get your kid. Get your kid. Oh, man, it's stupid. <laughs> it got no sense at all, man. Can I get you a tissue? <laughs> Tito! <laughs> that is messed up. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. All right. Um, Game of Thrones, man. I know. I know. So you watched the finale, right? Yes. Anticlimactic. All right, we'll get to that. You've only been a watcher of that show for about a year, right? Technically. I just binge-watched everything in one shot. Yeah, I like I hipped you to it when you and, came for a visit. And then I went home and watched like, it all. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I, totally I think it did. took a little bit for you to actually check it out, but then you, when you finally did... It was my wife's fault. Yeah? She's like, let's watch this. I was like, okay, let's watch this. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Then it started getting supernaturally. I was like, okay. What the show is known for is taking the tropes that you expect Mm -hmm. and just subverting them. Yeah. Before the final season, what was your overall opinion of the show? Overall opinion of the show was I love that there were 
so many different storylines that intertwined and led in different took the the characters and took them all to different locations all at once they spread them out like they started off with them together then it spread them out across so you could see like the vastness of the kingdoms mm-hmm. i think the roller coaster ride like who you root for shifts from season to season yes and i thought that was crazy there were some huge moments like the the political intrigue in the beginning, it ends with Sean being getting his his hat removed. Yep. There's the shadow baby. Yep. The infamous red wedding. What? The red wedding. Red wedding. This is where Rob Stark gets killed because he he disrespected Walder Frey and yeah, his revenge was to betray him. Right, right, and have him killed at his uncle's wedding. Right. I, that's right. That's right. That was what it was. Okay. Now you said red wedding. And they tried to kill everybody. <laughs> Yeah, they killed all the main Starks that they had there. Yeah, one shot. I was like, holy crap. That was kind of unexpected mm-hmm. for me. I was like, what? Yeah, that, that was a huge moment. It was like, and I got to tip my hat to the book readers because they knew about this for years mm-hmm. and they didn't spoil it for the show watchers. Right. So thank you. Well done, book readers. Well done. And then there was Arya oh, going favorite. through face stealing ninja training. Oh, man. My favorite. My, of course, my favorite. High voice assassin, my favorite. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Joffrey being a shitbag. Well, I saw that from the beginning, man. He was a shitbag from the moment you lay eyes on him. Yeah, he was, first he was a scrub, but then he became. A scrub with a lot of power. A powerful a-hole. Yeah. (laughs) A-hole. Just made me mad on a regular basis. I was like, he's going to die. He's going to die soon. <laughs> so. And he does die, yep. which leads to Tyrion's trial, which ends with the, the Viper getting his head popped by the mountain. Yep. That wasn't cool. Like, I remember standing up in my living room and going, holy shit! Holy shit! I didn't want that to happen, man. I liked him. Yeah, but you kind of saw it coming. Yeah, you did. He was just prancing around him. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, like, why are you waiting? Way dude? overconfident. Could have had it all done, man. If you got all the speed and stuff, do it. Do him, for real. You don't fight dudes like that. Meanwhile, there was all this stuff uh, north of the wall. Yeah. Like with Bran working his numb ass off <laughs> into wolves, birds, and giant albinos. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That actually kind of annoyed me, them running around in the woods with this dude in a wheelchair. So he had his own little adventure, man. I mean, he didn't have a wheelchair at the time, though. It was just, he was a human backpack. That's right. (laughs) That poor guy was just carrying him around. Hodor. Didn't that remind you of Thunderdome a little bit? No? Master Blaster? I never saw that. What? (laughs) Tina Turner? Mad Max? Yeah, no, no. I I know of the movie. I've actually tried to sit down and watch it a couple of times, but it just never interested me. It's horrible debate i don't i'm sorry guys it's a horrible movie it is but worth mentioning because the one character i hated the most in the movie was master blaster and it was master and blaster so blaster was the big bodied he was the chariot and then master was the was the wee man on his back yeah not one of the better mad max movies that's for sure yeah back to game of thrones what was what would you say your favorite moment was in the show i know there's a lot to choose from Favorite moment? Nothing with naked people, right? Uh, you, sure, you can choose whatever you want. No, no, just saying. No, no, I'm joking. Those aren't really my favorite moments. Um, uh, I, you know what? Arya when she killed the 
The King, man. That was. I was about to say the same thing. Sick. I was like, what? Unexpected and awesome. She dropped the knife. It hit him. There it is. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I made me happy, dude. I was like, what? Nice. Nice. All right, so I, do I even have to ask you who your favorite character is? Who? Yeah, you do it, actually. Okay. Actually, Jon Snow, man, to be honest. Ari is like, is between those two, I'm like, I'm like caught between those two. Because Jon had like the whole Targaryen nonsense. I, I didn't care about it at all. But uh, this is stuff he did. He ended up at the wall, just doing stuff. And he was like the caring brother who was, you know, the bastard son, but had skills and a big heart. And then when he went to the wall, he like inspired the dudes. And he was a leader, you know? A natural leader, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the crew. And I was like, oh, that's. And that's the story I like the most, man. That made me happy just watching that stuff. That was actually uh, HBO approached George R. R. Martin mm-hmm. to uh, just do Jon Snow's story. Really? Like they said, can we just we just want to do a show about Jon Snow? Wow! Uh, so we'll do his story, and he's like, "No, you got to do the whole thing. Like everything's interconnected, so you got to you got to take either the whole package or none." Hmm. And you know, he's still not finished writing those books, right? Really. I think around season four, they ran out of book material. Okay. So he gave them basically outlines, mm-hmm. plot points and stuff. Right. From that point to the end of the series. After season four, right. you could feel that the show was different. Right. It slipped into more soap opery. I guess. It did. It did. I felt like it was got a little fluffier. Um, it got less rapey. Yes. I think after season five, they were like, yo, we got to tone this down. You know, it was a formula. I was like, can we not do this one episode, please? The clock was always striking rape o'clock. Yeah, I was just like, wait, okay, here we go. But what I will say the show has done for me, it makes me look for it. Like, I think of the show, now that the show's over, I know there's talk about a prequel or whatever they want to do with it. Yes. I got to say, man, I I can't think of a prequel I like. Can you? Yeah, I'd like to see the... Robert's Rebellion thing. They could easily do all the stuff that led up to Jamie killing the Mad King. Yeah, I mean, you could show all the Targaryens when they first came to the landing and all the dragons they had back then. And Ned Stark bringing home Jon Snow. To be honest, I would rather see what Arya gets into while she's wandering the world. It, it's almost like Assassin's Creed. Yeah, she reminds me a lot of Assassin's Creed. The whole faceless thing, I was like, that could be interesting and to find out her connection to that red lady whatever her name was melisandre yeah yeah so her connection to that cult or that religion would be interesting if there's some connection between the two the faceless ones and that would be that would be fun and the lord of light yeah i mean i would definitely love to see it go more of the supernatural mystical approach they're not gonna do a sequel they're not gonna like continue they could easily continue the story because they basically did a big reset at the end yeah they did but what did you think of this the, the last season overall um i felt like they wrapped it up too quick it just got me that they got in all this stuff with the white walkers right they win that battle then they turn around and have to deal with cersei i gotta say man i'd be looking at cersei like really yeah she lied right i know you lied you didn't come and help me i'm gonna come see you in a bit First and foremost, I would be kind of stoked because I beat the supernatural creature and saved the world, right? Yep. Don't grant it. Still PO'd. Who are you talking about in particular that would be PO'd? Um, I think everybody would be PO'd because she lied. She said she was going to come make this happen. Nobody with a brain in their head 
And I'm looking at you, Tyrion. Yes. Nobody with a brain in their head believed her. Right. Tyrion, like, something happened, and I blame this on the writing. They made Tyrion a complete moron for the past three seasons. Yeah. Especially this season. Yeah. This season, he was screwing up left and right. And, like, he never... uh, What I thought was going to happen with Tyrion was, I thought he was going to screw up, screw up, screw up. And then have a brilliant moment and return back to his clever form. Right. You know what I mean? Where, yeah. like, he had a plan all along and nobody saw it coming. Right. But none of that happened. Everything Tyrion was doing was dumb. And on the surface, it was dumb. And even beneath the surface, it was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you're, a, you're a dumb, dumb Tyrion. Yeah. I feel bad for the way they treated his character. Yeah. Because he should have at least been able to have redeemed his his reputation yeah. for being clever by the end. And he never did. No. Nope. Uh, there's a lot of like stuff that doesn't get tied up. And yeah, I'm okay with leaving some stuff unresolved. Or just implying how some things are though, that's fine. But mm-hmm. my concern is how like unconvinced I was left feeling. Yeah. And because of that, I felt unsatisfied. Like I wasn't convinced by the way Danny fell to madness. No, me neither. You know what I mean? Like she was, it was gradual and it happened over the course of the entire series. She was psychologically damaged from the beginning. Right. You know, because of the whole incest thing and then her brother sells her off and then, you know, like the rapey thing. And yeah. it's, it's horrible. It was horrible. Like her whole experience, you know, she had to rise up above it and stuff. Right. I'm agree with you. It was a point like she seemed like she was a normal, reasonable person. Yes. And, and then all of a sudden she's like, no, everybody dies. Yes. F them. F them all. There should have been a clear moment where you see her snap, where you see the heel turn, and you go, oh, this is it. This is where it happened. Yeah, I think they try to say it, because Jon Snow didn't love her. It was never clear. Yeah, it wasn't clear. Where the heel turn was and why. And that's, you need that. Like, just, you know, like, remember in, um, in that previously on Game of Thrones, where you hear all the voices in her head? Yeah, yeah. They added that only for the previously on. It wasn't what you heard in the episode, like, and it should have been in there. Mm-hmm. Then also, when she clearly destroyed all the military targets and was perched on the tower with Drogon, yeah. yeah, and she suddenly flipped out, there should have been like a jump cut montage of all the messed up stuff that's happened to her up to this point. Oh, true. Closing with Missandei getting her head chopped off. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I realize that that's not the show's cinematic style. They avoided doing flashbacks and sound trickery to tell right. the story, like all the way up until now. But it serves a greater goal of helping stuff make sense to the viewer in these final moments. You know what I mean? They should have done it. Take no guess. They should have thrown that rule out the window and said, to serve the overall series better, we should make it stylistically different yeah. in order to help the audience come with us on this journey. But that's just my thought. Yep. Oh, crap. Sorry. It's all right. Buzzwing did it. I- <laughs> <laughs> I was going to edit that out, but that's good. <laughs> we have to be breaking stuff. Um, uh, yeah, so, like, do you want to talk about Daenerys' madness and stuff? No, nah, you know, it, it pissed me off that she you saw her huffing and puffing on the dragon's back, and it, I felt unconvinced, too. It was like a full 30 minutes of her killing right. children. I was like, but what for? I mean, you see her perched on this building, right? And she's looking at the castle. not the Not the people in the street. I could see her and the dragon chasing what's her name around inside the castle, blowing stuff up. That made that would make more sense to me. I think they showed she's looking at the tower, 
Cersei's standing at the window of the tower looking at her, yeah. and then Cersei goes, oh shit. Right, that's what it should have been. That's exactly what it should have been. Because <laughs> she was overconfident up until that point. That, you know, the Red Keep has never fallen, blah, blah, right, blah, right, blah. Right. This should have been like, shit. <laughs> Dragon flying straight towards you. She goes, I'm safe because there are all these civilians here. She's not going to kill civilians to get to me. She didn't have to. She could have went straight to the castle and minimized the damage to the rest of the city. I think they wanted to make it clear that she had won the battle. All that extra killing she did was who knows why. I don't know. Like, it's still unclear. Yeah, it's stupid. It was stupid, writers. It was stupid. I heard somebody say, um, like, I listen to podcasts about this stuff. Mm -hmm. And somebody was like, if there had been, like, a moment where she had won and she's perched on the tower with Drogon after having killed all the military targets, and suddenly she sees somebody kill Grey Worm, her last connection uh, to a happier time. Right. Then she loses it. Right. Like, Miss Ande, this is the straw. The Golden Company had surrendered, but one rogue asshole, like, stabs Grey Worm in the back or something. Yeah, those are... And she's like, no! And she loses it and, yeah. you know, lays waste to everything. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't do that, but right. I can understand her being on the hairy edge and just flipping out right then and there. Yeah. Yeah. It left me dissatisfied. I felt like they were trying to wrap it up, too. They were. These guys are um, scheduled to write the new Star Wars trilogy. Oh, are they? Yeah. So everything that comes after Rise of Skywalker is them. I got it. They were like, we got to get this done. Yeah. So HBO was like, you want to do another five seasons? They were like, nah. They're like, we're good. Okay, you want ten episodes? They were like, we can do it in six. <laughs> <laughs> you know? They were like, Disney's paying us a whole mess of money. I mean, obviously, they're they're over it. They've been doing it for like, so long they get a lot of shit from the fans of course they do i'm sure it's part of it is like the george lucas thing where he's like why am i gonna continue i get more grief from it than i do pleasure right you know right star wars is a thing that bothers me still man i can't you know i love the new movies but there's stuff that's like in the books that's missing that would be great and i love that the rebel show touches on some of it of uh, the books yeah it does the star wars novels i should say yeah but those don't count anymore as as a... I know, man. That pisses me off to a certain extent. Some of the stuff. They're not part of the official canon anymore. I mean, the stuff that happened after Jedi in the books was yeah. fly. I remember, and they actually use some they of do. it in um, The Last Jedi, where they talk about Luke being a Jedi master. He's starting his own Jedi order. Yeah, yeah they did. And he had like young students they and did. stuff. That, that actually happens in one of the books I read. Yeah, they did. That did. That whole series with Kipteron and all that. Yes. Yeah. There's other stuff that could have happened too, man, because there's a bunch of stuff with the, the Jedi twin, well, with Luke and Leia's twins and all this other stuff. And What? You didn't know? Han and Leia. Oh, yes, right. <laughs> Han and Leia's twins. I'm sorry. <laughs> Getting names screwed up. Ew. Yeah, it's just been pretty bad. But um, all that stuff. Luke's love interest who was Leia's bodyguard, who was a crazy, powerful Jedi in her own right. and Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They get into that. And then the Force witches and, and um, aliens who are anti-Force creatures. So much good stuff. Yeah, I just want them to cherry. They could cherry pick easily from any of that stuff and pull it into the movie. I mean, you got to talk to Benioff and Weiss about that. I would. I mean, you'd be like, come on, guys. You could choose from the best of the things that would take this story in totally different directions that... The fans will absolutely adore it. Maybe they want to do their own original thing. Though. Yeah. I'm just going to wait and see, man, to be honest. 
You know what? The last time somebody took Star Wars in their own original direction, it was The Last Jedi. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. They kind of cherry-picked, too. And it did a lot of that subverting expectations. Yeah. Where you expect it to go a certain way, and it just does not. Right. Well, I didn't feel that way. But there's some stuff that came out I thought was cool. Luke showing up and all that other stuff. That's just it. I thought Luke was actually there. Like, they fooled me. They got me. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. But if you think about how strong in a force he had to be to project his image across the galaxy. Most impressive, Skywalker. I just, I know it's a joke. You are my son. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that type of stuff. I want to go back to Game of Thrones. Okay. I want to do like my fan fiction version of the end. Okay, do it. Do it. I don't have one. Except for they need to do better. All right, so there's Danny going crazy and all that stuff. There was that. And then the Jon Snow thing. Mm-hmm. Now, I would have made the last episode a trial. Okay. Tyrion is brought up as a witness. All the lords and ladies are before him, just like you see it when he's in cuffs and all that. Mm-hmm. And then the line of questioning reveals that Daenerys is dead and Jon is the accused. Okay. So at this point, you're like, how the hell did that happen? Mm-hmm. So Jon is put on the stand and he tells his story and we see it play out just like, you know, we already saw in the actual finale. Okay. Yeah. You see John use the fact that she still trusts him to get close to her, and then he, you know, he does her in. But when Drogon senses Danny's death, the John faces him and apologizes, mm. like saying there was no other choice. So when Drogon melts the throne instead of killing John, John comes to the realization, allowing the audience to do the same, and he says, you understand, you always have, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then Drogon takes her body. That would have been cool. Like, dragons are supposedly, like, a lot more intelligent than most people perceive them to be because they're really, like, you know, monstrous and shit. hmm Okay, and then he actually started speaking with Sean Connery's voice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Drogon takes Danny's body. Back to the trial, John is found guilty. And although everyone present knows that he did the right thing, he's executed anyway, like Ned Stark. Oh, man. Yeah. So here's an idea I read online. Yeah, you suck, too. Yeah, yeah you're in sucks, too. Yeah, go on. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not done. Okay. <laughs> now, I read this online, and I freaking love this idea. Drogon brings Danny's body to that masked Red Witch from way back in, like, the Karth episodes. I don't remember that. I think it might have been season two. Okay. Once they get inside Karth, there's a woman, a practitioner of the, the Lord of Light yeah, religion. Yeah, right. So, she's another Red Witch, like Melisandre. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I remember her. And she prophesizes something to Daenerys. I forgot what her prophecy was. Mm-hmm. But Drogon brings Daenerys's body to her. Hmm. And you know that some of the people that follow that religion can resurrect people like they did right. with Jon Snow. Yep. Like they did with uh, the guy with the eye patch on the Beric Dondarrion. Yep. But they don't actually show, you know, Danny get resurrected, but they just show the possibility of that happening. Mm-hmm. Cut to Jon Snow in the north beyond the wall. I thought he was dead. Exactly. Wait, wasn't he executed? Yeah. So he climbs over some snow-covered rocks, and on the other side is Egret. Remember Egret, the redhead chick? Oh, yeah. Didn't she die? And she looks like she's been waiting for him. Oh, okay. So it's bittersweet. He is dead. He's dead, but he's reunited with her. That's right. I like that idea. That's better. You know, and all the other shit with um, Bran becoming king and all that, that can happen still. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know. <laughs> but... I feel like the end of it all, the closer should have had like some heartfelt moments and some, oh my God, could this... Yeah, they didn't do anything. What could happen next? 
like with the Daenerys thing. They're ready to go to Star Wars, like you said. Yeah. It felt like they really, like, let's just get this shit over with. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly it. Even in their commentary, they're like, yep, 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 okay, okay. That's great. That's great. We're done. Got it. Got it. Bye. Okay, guys. <laughs> Love those guys. Oh, uh, you want to talk about Cobra Kai or? I haven't watched much of it, man. Oh, you didn't see the entire first season? No, I haven't seen the entire first season. Okay. I will say, listener, if you haven't seen Cobra Kai and know who Karate Kid is, not the Jaden Smith one and Jackie Chan, not that one. I actually like that movie, too. I like that movie as well, but they need to know there's another Karate Kid, though. Yeah. The original. All right, so they're all connected. They are not. They are. How's the Jackie Chan one connected? Please, elaborate. Executive producer, Will Smith. He produced Cobra Kai. Oh, okay, I got you. Okay, thank you. I thought you were talking about the Jackie Chan and the other one, the original Karate Kid. I was like, what? Yeah, but it's possible for Jaden Smith to make an appearance in Cobra Kai. Of course it is, because Will Smith's bankroll. Yeah, it's possible for Jackie Chan to make an appearance. You know what I mean? Like it's Yeah, yeah. Because they're part of the Karate Kid universe. That's true. That's true. It's possible for Hillary Swank to make an appearance. Oh, please stop killing me, dude. Uh, hey man if they can make Johnny Lawrence mm-hmm. a redeemable character somebody that you actually root for mm. I think they can make Hillary Swank seem like maybe the next Karate Kid wasn't that bad a movie <laughs> <laughs> so how far did you get into Cobra Kai um I think I jumped around a bit him going to Danny's house them kind of making up and being friends and then him getting students and I think that's where I left off did you see a character called Hawk Who's Hawk? Hawk is one of the main students uh, uh, in Cobra Kai. Oh, yeah, yeah. The wimpiest kid? His name's Eli. Mm-hmm. And he has like a hair lip. <laughs> okay. And the first thing that Johnny does is he humiliates him in front of the class. Okay. And the kid storms out. He leaves. Like, a, you know, like, I don't need to take this shit. Right. And um, he comes back the next day with a mohawk and a tattoo of a hawk on his back. And, and Johnny's like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Be a badass. You got that shit on your lip? Own it. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think maybe we'll talk about it like when uh, when you've seen at least season one. Yeah. So now the end game's over, though. Well, I'm going to diverge back to superhero world of Disney. What do we got next from Marvel? We got Spider-Man coming out. They're going to continue the Marvel Universe. Of course they are. Uh, I think they're going to incorporate X-Men soon. Yeah, they're going to get around to that, I guess. They have Fantastic Four now. They have X-Men back and mutants. They, You know what? The whole Fantastic they Four They have thing. Deadpool. They were talking about doing a Deadpool Spider-Man. Yes. That would be... I heard he's supposed to make an appearance in Spider-Man. That's going to be interesting. But Deadpool making an appearance in any movie is going to be hilarious. Who do you think should play Wolverine in the MCU? Oh, man. Because they can't get Hugh Jackman anymore? They probably could, but he only has like one more Wolverine performance out of him, and it's probably a cameo. Hmm. Who could play Wolverine? That's the question for the ages, man. Who could fill those enormous shoes that, that Hugh Jackman is leaving? I know, man. I remember when they announced who it was, and I saw him, I was like, okay, he looks like Wolverine, but... He's like six foot five. <laughs> Wolverine's supposed to be like five three. Oh man, yo, I just looked at something online saying Daniel Radcliffe. As Wolverine? Yeah. I guess yeah. if you put on some weight, I guess. There's a bunch of pictures with him with beard. I don't know. 
I don't see it. They got some diesel pictures of Radcliffe trained. He is teeny, though. He can get the height of Wolverine in. Oh, he's that tall? No, he's not that tall. Yeah, I agree with the bulking up, though. If he puts on, like, I don't know, 20 pounds of muscle? Yeah. Ready to close it out? Yeah, man. Let's do it. Okay, listener, that was episode one of series six, Long Shot. Tune in next time. Check us out on Twitter. We're at Galaxy underscore Rangers. We're also on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, review us. We'll write you a happy ending. Too much of a commitment? Fine. Just do one or two of those things, but then we'll only write you a plain old massage. (laughs) Visit our website, series6podcast.com, the number six. Hear me talk toys with four of my fellow audio knights on the Figure Knights Theater Podcast. That's at FKT Podcast. Send us feedback. You can email us at galaxyrangers at email.com. That's galaxyrangers, no space, at email. Not Gmail. E, because for every end game, there's a new beginning. Okay. Game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's good. We've been your host. I'm RD. And I'm Jay. And we'll see you next time. Buzzwang did it. Bye. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Bye. <laughs> good stuff. There's a Master of the Universe movie in production right now. Yeah, yeah. I heard that. For some reason, I felt like drawing He-Man out of the blue. Mm-hmm. And boom, it's right in the public consciousness. It's happening. Yeah, that's true. At email, not Gmail, E, because... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Leave it. Like, E, because... I really don't know. <laughs> Tito!